question for you. Are you producing now? I am. Someone has to hit record. You don't don't touch my <laughs> record button. A he, has, he has said in that seat before. I have. I know how to use that whole board. You're in trouble. Okay. Watch <laughs> out. All right. What's the question, Brendan? You're trapped in a mall for 24 hours. Would you rather take on a silverback gorilla? Smash. Or, <laughs> or nine black mambas? Smash. <laughs> Jeez. This man said smash to both. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the Black Mambas. Cool. You know what? Uh, I'm good either way. I mean, it's 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 a toss up for me, bro. That Black Mamba is gonna be coming out of that toilet when you go to sit there, though. I hope you know what you're getting into. It's like snakes on the plane, nah. or in your toilet. Smash. This is a weird <laughs> intro to the episode. Welcome on in to Good Time Sports Podcast. My name is Brendan Carson. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts Colin Brown and Andrew Maloney, who might be producer, might not. Eh, we'll figure it out. Today we're going to be talking about NHL, NBA, World Cup, some baseball updates, college football, college basketball, and NFL, and as always, finishing off in this day in sports. How are we doing? Straight to the point. I respect it. Absolutely. I'm doing good, man. Uh, we're officially Christmas break slash end of semester for me so i'm ready to get into this good time sports podcast i went christmas shopping yesterday and it was very painful this man waits till the last minute to do it's christmas not shopping. dude we have like two weeks until christmas I'm, I'm, i literally get another paycheck before christmas do you think that's late you had cyber monday and black friday i was out of the country you have a phone i was at the beach you have internet not in another country I've been to other countries. You can get internet. It's called Wi-Fi. The world has it. Brendan, I was in the ocean. You weren't in the ocean. You were at a beach. There's land at a beach. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. You guys don't ever have to listen to us ever again. We're done. Did you never see, Did this. you see the look he gave me, though, when I went, there's land at the beach? And he just went, oh, shit. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> I think it was just the just the whole sum up of everything that's been going on the past two minutes. Let's get into some sports, please. No. No, you don't okay. want to? Okay. Well, we're going to shoot them over to some hockey. Maybe I should have produced today. It should have <laughs> Shut up. I threw him off his game. You know, no one would have noticed if he didn't say anything. But uh, You know, we're this type of podcast where we embrace all of our imperfections, and you apparently embrace silverback gorillas. <laughs> Pause. Pause. All right, kicking it on over to the hockey. Boston Bruins, still good. I six, dude, this Bruins are so freaking good, and so are the Devils. And so are the Stars, and so are the Jets. And the Maple Leafs. So are the Leafs, and so are the Knights. Carolina. And the Hurricanes. Don't forget Kraken. The Kraken. Kraken's sneaking still up Kraken. there. Kraken's still Kraken. Kraken's still Kraken. I like it. Yeah. I like it. That's He's going to get a tattoo of that. Kraken's still Kraken. And don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, hockey's, hockey's dope. 
Aki's really cool. Um, he actually cares now that his team's good. Well, no, it's just the fact that, like, so I covered. He started to get into it last year, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that, especially getting the experience of, like, covering the Stars and being around the stadium, like, I've actually been paying attention more, especially to the Stars and, like, the world of hockey. Oh, hockey, Stars. Hockey's dope. Hockey's really cool. It's, it's, I think it's the best sport to watch live. That's, that's a hot take, but I respect it. I think it's Have the you? best. Well, no, I've been. I went with you. I know. I'm just saying the atmosphere at like a Stars game or really any hockey team is going to be a lot different compared to Pause, pause, pause. It's the best professional sport to watch live. Okay. College football. Okay. That's Is the best sport to watch live. Minus the Bills Mafia is the kind of the asterisk to everything. The one thing that I'll say, because like I haven't been part of like the hockey playoff experience. Oh, oh, buddy. So that's why I like, that's why I'm like, see, cause that's the thing. Like when it's like the peak, Uh that's when I got to, you know, say, Hey, yeah, this is like, cause that's why like, for me, I haven't experienced that yet. So, but you will, I will. So I'll get to to the games y'all. He's been, uh, I will be, he's been in there. Yeah. No, hopefully it's a press pass over here. (laughs) We'll be talking about that more next subject, but yeah, going to try to get some stars games this year. You know, maybe it, interview Robo and all the other. Hey, stars. Be great audio we can actually to use. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll have it. Yeah, yes. So yeah, just let me know. Uh, I'll probably be talking to their head coach and player sometime soon. We will definitely be using the bower. All right, but uh, yeah, no, the stars recently uh, they're technically tied for the lead in the central division. Yep, at with Winnipeg holds the stupid tiebreaker. Can you? So, again, being the hockey experts that both of y'all are, my headset randomly just started working. <laughs> welcome welcome to what's every uh, week for me and Brendan. Right. Um, Winnipeg Jets, Dallas Stars. Break down, they're kind of contrast them a little bit of what makes them both great. Are they kind of similar in style or? What's they're actually complete opposites in style. Okay. Yeah. Break I mean, it down for me. You. <laughs> Former head coach of Dallas <laughs> Stars goes to Winnipeg. Yeah. Okay. So, now they're kind of playing on his old system, which... Very defensive. Yeah. Very... Where the hell is the offense? Um, versus the stars, they're just like we're going to let in every single goal, and then we're going to try to come back in the third period. Yeah, or it's going to be we're going to just blow you out the water with goals, and then you're just like, all right, that's the game. Yep, <laughs> seems like the stars would be way more entertaining. Oh, they yes, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a lot more of a heart attack too. It's entertaining. Okay. It's frustrating. It's fun. Until the overtime losses back-to-back, and then suddenly they figure it out and get the pieces rolling again, and then it's overtime wins back-to-back. But how about, here's an idea. Let's stop going into overtime. Yeah, let's, let's stop, stop going into let's shootouts. Let's stop giving up free points. I will say, if we're going to lose, I'd rather lose in overtime, to be fair. Still I mean, it's more entertaining. It's a point, also. Yeah, that, too. So, but uh, yeah, they're very complete opposites, to be honest. Uh, my, I'm just really shocked at the avalanche not being as dominant as everyone thought that they would be but it's still tied for third place in the central i get that but dude by this point last season they were already running away with yes the defending stanley cup champion colorado Avalanche. yeah well i mean the dallas stars have a lot younger of a team too yeah absolutely so it's a lot more energetic pieces we'll say oh yeah i mean we see that all over sports the younger younger teams really just i mean they're they're competitive in the regular season. Tarps off, they got, boys. They got more stamina. I mean, they're able to go longer periods. They're able to be on that ice longer, so you're able to keep your starters who are younger out there, which gives you more scoring opportunities. I mean, but Colorado's still pretty young. That's very yeah. true. Um, definitely, I mean, you guys touched on it. The Eastern Conference heavyweights are 
really good. I think Brendan uh, sent a text in our group chat the other night. New Jersey Devils, still good. Very good. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> still really good. They um, are. Yeah, they're no longer on that amazing uh, win streak that they were on. But, but they're they still... still have 43 points, 27 games into the season. Yeah, with second place having 36. Yeah. Which, it's tied for second with Hurricanes of Pittsburgh. But... Right. 36 and 40, like, come on. Right. And, I mean, they're second in the whole NHL only to the Boston Bruins. The West yeah. the West is more competitive, it looks like, but... The East is more top-heavy. The East yeah. is definitely more top Because, I mean, you have the Bruins, the Leafs, and the Devils all ahead in points in the East. And then at that point, you're looking at Carolina, Pittsburgh, and then, what is it, Tampa? Yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. So, so I'm going to f- flex my little hockey knowledge here. Or a little bit of hockey watching that I've been doing. I was watching a game the other night, and there was a play at the back. You know, you when the game I was watching a game. What yes. game? It was between what sport? Minnesota Wild. Hold on, let me let me get in there. <laughs> Sorry, was, you it, said a game. I was curious. I, Minnesota Wild, and I forget who the other team was, but the Wild were the in Wild pre- are cool. Wild are pretty, you know, respectable or whatever. And it was a national televised game, so I'm sure Brennan will pull it up. But there was a play in hockey, you know, kind of when you reset whenever it's kind of in your own ice, right? And you kind of take it back before you, like, reset your offense. Yeah, you shift. Yeah, and there, there was a miscue at the back where they kind of had, you know, looked like they were trying to pass it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. The guy didn't see it. The other team was able to take advantage and, you know, basically scored a transitional, like, goal. I want to know just how important defensive is in hockey. Because, again, the Stars are doing it one way, and you said the uh, Winnipeg Jets are more of a defensive-minded team. How important is the defense in terms of having that communication at the back and the chemistry that you develop Oh, it's huge. As a hockey I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's honestly, it's any sport that has a goaltender, defense is extremely important. Mm-hmm. So soccer, hockey, when there's a miscommunication on the defense and then you're left with just your uh, – goaltender one-on-one or two-on-one like it, it the job suddenly becomes much much more difficult like right. your goaltender should be there for those like emergency situations but if your defense is constantly letting things through the stars yeah <laughs> <clears throat> i mean that's exactly who i'm talking about didn't mean to touch a sore spot there oh no, it's, it's sore just, oh well it i'm about to get on my wedgewood train <laughs> wedgewood is the most good and bad player at the same time, and I don't get it. Yeah, you'll make incredible saves. And then let the easiest ones go by. I'm like, what is happening? I don't understand. How can you be good and bad at the same time? Uh, Your name is Scott Wedgwood. (laughs) I think it may have been the Canucks. Like, I want to cheer. Yeah, it was. Vancouver. I want to cheer for the guy, and then at the same time, I'm like, what are you doing? The Canucks. I don't even know what to tell him. I just Canuck, stop Canuck, letting Canuck, easy goals Canuck, go by. Canuck, Canuck, Canuck. That's like the only thing. Canuck, tell us t- t- stars. <laughs> gotta love it. But um, yeah, and then the Vegas Golden Knights, they're still doing really good. They're still leading in top of the Pacific. Brendan, who's broad stripes and bright stars? Yeah. Fair enough. I love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> stars doing really good. Y'all, y'all, y'all have earned the right to... To be boastful. Yeah, but again, we need to figure out defense. Facts. I'm sure they will. It's facts. One game, it's one thing. Facts, 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 facts. The other, it's the other. So we'll see how they do the rest of the season. We just need to be more consistent. We are really young, though. Moving on over to another inconsistent team, we'll head on over to basketball with the Mavericks.
it pained me having to do that. He timed that perfectly. I too. know. Did. Oh, can you say I'm wrong? You're not wrong, <laughs> Jason Kidd. What the hell are you doing? Start Christian Wood. Start him. I just. I'm fed up. Between your brother, Colin, and Andrew just flipping out in our text that we had about that game was some of the most amusing content I could have read that night. So stupid. <laughs> Jason Kidd is an idiot, bro. He had a Cinderella run last year. I'm convinced now. I'm convinced. So do you think they should get rid of Kidd? Yes. I didn't like the kid hire from the jump. So who would you want to replace him with then? I don't care. Yeah. Let Luca, Luca can coach. <laughs> you want Luca to call shots while playing? Yeah. I mean, they used to do player coaches back in the day. Bill Russell. Yep. There you go. Um, I, what I will say, uh, so stupid I, I, kid. So I'm not a Mavericks fan by any means, but I was he there. Will be. I, I I was covering the game uh, the other night, the one that they're referencing between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Mavericks. For the record, Milwaukee's a heck of a team. For them to even be in that position hold shows... On, okay, hold on. You know what? You say this. Right. You say this. Right. Yes, and Ramondre Stevenson is now hurt, and I'm angry. Um, My brother is too, by the way. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, you say this, but we go to Chicago the next night... Without Luka. Luka didn't play. Yeah, but we were still embarrassed. Well, Andrew, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad <laughs> we news. We lost by 30 points! I Dude, the bearer of bad news is the fact that Luka is really important to the team. And Luka consistently... No, 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 no. no sorry, no, we got to pause. We got to pause. We got to pause. Mac Jones. Because just... Mac Jones <laughs> just threw the most terrible pass I've seen in my life. We're, We're recording, recording this it's... right now on Monday Night Football. So, Pats versus Arizona. Quick interruption. Look at here. this. Yeah. Look at this. Look no, at this. No, I'm watching. I'm, my no, this is, this is live reaction here. Clearly. Okay. Does Mac a Jones play goes. Fake, steps up in the pocket and, well, he gets hit. Okay. Okay. I didn't so, see that. Oh, my goodness. Was <laughs> Thomas got back there, got a hand on it in his yeah. arm. Yep. Yep. There it is. All right, so it's so a fluttered funny though. You made it sound I like no, it really, <laughs> dude. At full speed, it looked like he just. <laughs> uh, He's just goodness. trying to find joy right now outside of the Mavericks. But look, one thing I'll say on the Mavs because I got fuck it, Julian Edelman down there somewhere. <laughs> he doesn't even play for them That's anymore. Crazy. Exactly, <laughs> That's the point. Oh my goodness! No, the Mavs. The Mavs. Listen, they they are who they are, which is an inconsistent basketball team. So inconsistent and. You know, I, I got to see up close in person, uh, in person that they can compete with almost anybody and they can lose to almost anybody. And it's, it, I, it is really frustrating when you have a player, the caliber of Luka Doncic's, well, you know, caliber. Yeah, exactly. And to be honest, they're still trying to get in the groove. I, I, I don't understand why Wood isn't starting. I guess they really do love having that physical presence down low. But, I mean, it's not like Wood's a slacker down there. No. Like, Wood can easily, with his length, alter a lot of shots at the rim, and he'd be more than a willing defender, especially if he's getting more minutes because of it. Uh, but I, it was one of those things I we were, you know, when Kidd was interviewed after the game, too, I mean, he just, they thought they did a really good job on Giannis. They held him to five points in the first half, and, you know, from there, it just seemed like 
they they just could never grab the momentum back. And then when they had to rest Luca because they're talking about playing Luca less, you know, not putting so much wear and tear on yeah, his body. His usage rate is insane. They um they didn't put him in until six minutes roughly left in the fourth quarter in that game. <clears throat> and during yeah. that time, Milwaukee was able to cut the lead that they had built all the way down to nothing by the time Luca came in. So. It's just one of those things. They got to get better at stacking the minutes. They got to get better at it's too little, too late developing everything. So, I mean, yeah. they also need more key components. Apparently, I mean, it's not. It's not like it's too late. It's twenty six games of the season. They still got you know. No, or no, no. I meant like that game. Okay, it was too game. little, too late. Exactly. No, right. no. I get. There's a lot of basketball left to be played, and the Mavs did have a really, really rough start last season too. And still ended up winning over 50 games. But that wasn't the expectation with Luka coming into better shape. Exactly. With the addition of Christian Wood. Exactly. Coming off of a Western Conference Finals berth. Yeah. No, no I, you, I totally you get expect it. to come in this year guns blazing. And the thing is, is you have your main core from last year. Like, what, what happened to the defense that existed last year? We had one of the best defenses in the league last year, but it just disappeared. Well, like, and, I, and I think also, too, their offense was on a near record-setting pace last year, and it hasn't been that way either. So it's been kind of a, a slowdown of both. And, again, that's part of it. Maybe they haven't hit their stride yet. We'll see if they maybe hit it after Christmas. Oh, but, you know, ultimately we'll see. But speaking of people that did really good in the West last year, the Golden State Warriors, they're only eighth in the Western Conference as, as of we're recording this podcast. Yeah. And talk about a team that – has been inconsistent. Well, everyone, again, outside of Steph Curry. Yeah. Like, Steph Curry has been phenomenal this year. Of he's course. Been one of the best players in basketball, as he's proven to be over the years. But it just seems like whether it's Clay Thompson, whether it's Draymond Green, whether it's uh, Looney, whether it's, you know, the guys that they hoped were going to be stepping up, whether it's Jordan Poole, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, whomever. I mean, Moses Moody. Like, all these guys, I mean, they've had to send James Wiseman down to the G League. Dude, that's so bad. It's just, it's insane from the former number, what was it, number two overall pick that he was. And, you know, hopefully they, you know, get the, for their sake, they'll get the ship right because this is a team that just won the finals last year. They still got their core together and they got to make some decisions of whether, who they're going to, you know, advance into the future. And right now, outside of Steph Curry, I'm not really sure you're confident in anybody. We got to talk about the Pelicans, bro. Oh my God. In that Phoenix I, game? I, I think it's time to talk about the Pelicans. The Pelicans are legit. It's, it's time to talk to your kids about one seed, New Orleans Pelicans. Zion Williamson, MVP caliber. Yeah. Williamson. Yeah. Uh, that team, man, I love everything about the Pelicans. Alvarado, love him. Yeah, he's a freaking baller. Brandon Ingram, Herb him. Jones, baller. CJ McCollum, baller. baller. Just the entire squad. That That is a team... That was built of role players that know their damn role. Devontae Graham coming off the bench. Yeah. Willie Herman Gomez. Like, this team has so many nice pieces. And, you, I mean, you mentioned it. We got to talk about it. And we got to put respect on their name because it, not even just record-wise, because obviously record-wise they are the number one seed in, yep. in the Western Conference. They just look like the most complete team. They do. And, I mean, I love my Memphis Grizzlies. I picked them to make the Western Conference Finals this year. They aren't at New Orleans Pelicans level right now. No, they're not. And Pelicans deserve all the respect. They have been... Every bit of it. They have been in a constant rebuild ever since the Anthony Davis trade. And now look at them. They're atop the Western Conference. Speaking of the top of the conference, though, man, the Celtics are just still Ooh. so freaking good, dude. 11-2 at home. 10-4 on the road. Uh, won eight of their last 10. They're just They're the best team in basketball. Like, it's just, there's nothing else to say. I mean, they've completely hit their stride. They are the best three-pointing shooting team 
in basketball, which wasn't the case last year. It seems like Jason Tatum has finally submitted himself as a superstar, averaging 30 and 8 a night. Marcus Smart's really stepped up in his role, too. He's averaging Shout seven. Shout out to a former classmate of ours. There you go. Seven and a half assists and leading the team in steals. He's He's been phenomenal. I, think, I, I look at the Celtics and I look at the Warriors, right? The, the two finals right. play uh, teams. And you know, you're talking about how Steph Curry, <laughs> Steph Curry's still playing at that elite level, but his whole team has taken a step back. I think that's just the difference between, you know, getting complacent and getting Thank you. re-energized. Thank you. Because the rest of that Warriors team, hey, maybe they're like, hey, we just got our chip. Like, you know, there's no, no Where's rush. the hunger? We're, we're the best, you know? Right. But that Celtics team that made it that far and you lose in the finals like you did. They want to get back. They want to get back. And everyone has looked like they've put in the work to get there. And right now they'd be my favorite to win it all. I, th- I would agree. I mean, Milwaukee, I'm not just saying this because I watched them the other night. I can't stand Boston fans when they win anything, <laughs> but they're the favorite. Oh, man. No, the I mean, Bruins it, fans are bad right now. And they're, yep. And, you know, listen, it, Milwaukee, because they have the best player in, on the planet, I think would have a discussion or an argument for that. But Boston's the best team in the NBA right now. They, without a doubt. Um, doubt. Also, think. also, I'm going to be watching your Cleveland, or well, not your Cleveland, watching your Mavs take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland! Oh, my God. This upcoming Wednesday. Um, are you excited to see that one as a Mavs fan? They play the OKC Thunder tonight, so they, yeah, should, they, they should win that one. They should. <laughs> they should. There's been a lot of games that we should have won. Yeah. But, uh, um, I just had to throw them in the Cleveland there. No, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I definitely get I had it. to get the yell in. I'm also no. I'm excited to see it. Like I said, I've been I've been high on Cleveland for no since they got uh, Mitch, yeah. Mitch, Spida, so Spida, yeah, yeah. So what happened to LeBron's Lakers? <laughs> the brother, they're doing better. Here's the thing: they are like they have improved from what they are at the beginning of the year. LeBron's in year twenty. Yeah, like at some point you got to expect. Father time to catch up a little bit. Are you saying yeah. it's time he needs to hang up? Bro, no. have you all been seeing the videos of He's... him flopping? <laughs> I have not laughed that hard in such a long, long, long time. Bro, he's... He's, he's not playing defense like that anymore. No. He's not defensive player of the year, arguably, cal- caliber anymore. No. Like, he's... Bro, the fact that he's playing... I'm looking this up right now. He's playing almost 36 minutes a game in year 20. Averaging 26 points per game, 8.6 rebounds, and 6.3 assists. Like, I mean, what more do you want the man? I'm sorry he can't guard on an every possession yeah, basis. No. Like some of the best guys in the league. It just is what it is. He's old, man. He is. So when is his son supposed to? He, so he's going to... Because that's what he's trying to do, so right? Play with the, with the son? Right. It'll be so next the, year, right? No. So the NBA, the NBA rules that you have to have one <laughs> year outside of high school before you're allowed to jump to the NBA. Okay. Bronny is a senior this year and will jump, obviously, to either, you know, some college or high school or whatever. Um, I think he actually might be a junior. I'm going to double-check. No, I here. think he's a senior. So then he would obviously, you know, either go G League or he'd go college or whatever. Um, and then, obviously, after that, because he set it up basically to, with his Lakers contract. The whole NFC beast is in the playoffs right now. Look at that. That is crazy. Um that he'll set it up basically whenever he's a free agent, he can join whatever team drafts Bronny. Mm. So he's he set that up beautifully. Yeah, he did. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that'll be really, really, really interesting. 
Yeah. Anything else in the world of NBA or Mavericks draft draft Bronny <laughs> tank next year? I guess I guess that's what Andrew's really wanting there. The Bronny so. tank. The Bronny tank. No, nothing crazy in the NBA other than that. I mean, uh, we'll see everything shape up. I mean, I don't feel like we say it every every week, but there is a lot of season left, and we've seen crazier start to the season that ended up just going all the way back to the favorites by the end of it all. So. Just a quick note, Brooklyn Nets and Philadelphia 76ers have reemerged as two of the best in the East. Yep. Brooklyn at number four, Philly number five. Yep. So I, definitely something to keep an eye on there. They're finding their way back up. I guess we'll move over to an event that's still going on that most of America thought was over, the World Cup. Yeah, so I guess this is still a thing. I guess so. That's your transition. Is you're just going to take a shot at whatever we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, literally. Like that's no, just exactly. his thing. <laughs> hey, it's working, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no. You want to just recap the quarterfinals and preview the semifinals, brother? I'm I'll gladly recap <laughs> the the quarterfinals. Lead the way. It's not coming home. It's not coming it's home. It's Not coming home, you Brits. It's not your bloody Brits. Your bloody Brits is not coming home because France. Good. France is still legit. My pick for the World Cup winner is still alive, baby. Mine's not. Uh, well, we'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mine is not. So I got to say this, and I'll, I'll get your opinion on this, uh, Andrew. I thought this was the best quarterfinal match of all of them. No. This England-France to me. Oh, really? So which no. one's yours? I think both games that went to penalties were my favorite. <laughs> that, that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. I guess because of the star power of this one, like I really... I was more anticipated of this one. It was one. the most anticipated okay. quarterfinals match. I, I would, I will give you that. Well, technically, this one did go to penalties. Just it was missed early before it went to extra oh, time. My <laughs> Harry I will Kane. say, I will say, I'm a big Harry Kane fan, but uh, I'm a certified Harry Kane hater during international soccer. So, yeah, should have transitioned. Should have got a new <laughs> new nationality, been El Salvador or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, but no. So France, <laughs> France. Uh, Can you France, imagine if Harry Kane actually did that? Like transferred from England to El Salvador, <laughs> he wouldn't be able to. But <laughs> right, that'd be incredible. Well, you could do full citizenship, yeah. right? I'd do anything for that. Yeah, but once you play so many matches with your international team, you can't oh, switch. Really? Gotcha. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, hmm. there you go. I think like the second you play one World Cup game, you that, cannot that is, switch. That is your team. and. Okay. Uh, I think I guess that kind of makes sense that way. Right. If you play in if you play in any international cup final, so like the Gold Cup, Common Ball, I mean, you name it, um, the same thing. There's there's rules to it. Uh, you're allowed to play like up to three, four matches, I think, with a team before like you decide, but it can't be anything. I think it's just friendlies. Okay. So, but anyways, uh, back to the game. Uh, yeah, France. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest. France should have lost that game. Should have at least gone to extra time. It was not their best game. It was like it really wasn't. And England did bring their A game. Um, France's defense obviously stepped up and really held it down. But other than France's two just like ridiculous goals, Olivier Giroud needs respect put on his dude. Game. His header, his free. Here's the thing. So when Kerem Benzema went down, obviously Karim Benzema, he went down. Obviously, that's like one of the best strikers in the world. Giroud's game complements Kylian Mbappe's game so well. So well. That almost it's just like you'd rather have Giroud 
And just, he performs well on the national stage. Like, for clubs, not so much. But whenever he seems to just get into the World well, Cup, he just... He just that's what I love up. about international soccer is when people, um, like, they play for their country. There's just, like, a, like a different passion. Sense of pride. Yeah, right. there is a pride and a passion. Like, dude, some of these USA players play like ass in Europe. They really do. But, dude, the second they put on the red, white, and blue jersey... Or whatever color they're repping. Yeah, or whatever color they're repping, like, they're significantly better. <laughs> like, it's something about being prideful and playing for your flag and playing for your country in arguably the biggest sporting event in the world. No, it's not even arguably. It, it is, is the biggest, the biggest sporting <laughs> event in the world. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, it's the same thing with him. Like, But, yeah, he showed it against England. France wins 2-1. Uh, we have to talk about Morocco. The first African. The first ever African team to make it to the semifinals in the World Cup takes down that goalie Portugal. Sends Ronaldo crying. Sends him home. Their goalie's just good. What an upset. They're deep. They're they just play so well. Like their they chemistry is insane. So well. Yeah, their chemistry is wild, but they have a they have their toughest matchup yet, obviously, in France coming up this week so a true david versus goliath matchup and guys by the next podcast we'll have a world cup winner oh yeah oh yeah i guess we will we will oh my god oh, so I can't wait to right now messi getting his world cup we know we know you said france all the way right so i'm sticking with between it. argentina and croatia who do you got that was actually really good. Uh, yeah, it was. That was a pretty good call. Um, I'm rooting for that so much. Like Messi getting well, the World Cup. Yeah. Well, I'm rooting for like Argentina, France World Cup. I just yeah. think that's like that would be the oh, pinnacle. I, I would die. I I have this weird feeling about this Croatian team, man. Dude, they went to the World Cup final last time. Mm -hmm. I don't know why people are disrespecting them so much. Well, it's just again, they're not the highest populated and everything. And don't be wrong, they're a great team. And Luka Modric is phenomenal. And they've got a bunch of but other players. But they have so much other talent. Perisic and I think they're the most complete team. But I just think Argentina, I'm not sure what the line is on the game, but I would imagine Argentina's favored. I just believe that Croatia is the more complete, well balanced team. And unless and if you know, Argentina did what they get did against the Netherlands, which was get comfortable when they were up two to nothing. Yeah, like Croatia will make you. I don't. Pay. I don't think they will again, though. I really don't. Okay, I, I hope you're right, but I'm. I'm still rocking with France to roll the whole way. I think they're going to repeat, be the first one since the Pele Brazilians. So you repeat. think Croatia, France? I'm gonna go Croatia, France, but I, I I'm rooting for a Messi versus France I'm matchup. I'm going Argentina, France, and my boy Leo solidifying himself as the GOAT and winning the World Cup. Well, wow. He was so close against Germany. Yeah. I mean, it was it would be hard to argue at that point because Messi, in terms of statistical greatness, is one of the greatest players ever. I mean, if you're talking about the greatest in soccer, I mean, most people, they talk about, obviously, Messi, Ronaldo, Pele, Maradona. You know, those are the main four. Right. But I think, especially in modern soccer, it's been Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah. And if Messi were to get the World Cup that has eluded Ronaldo for all his time, and this being obviously Ronaldo's last World Cup. This transition, the transitionary period that we're in is so beautiful, though. It is. Oh, my God. There's so much great talent in soccer. We're, right we're going from uh, Ronaldo and Messi 
and I the next two goats are going to be Erling Holland and Kylian Mbappe. Yeah, and that's who that's yeah. that's who our kids are going to be arguing about when they grow up, and we're going to be like, well, kids, let me tell you, about, let me tell you, let me tell you about Lionel Messi, the left-footed magician, and the then, man, the myth, the legend. You ever the, heard about the hand of God? <laughs> but no uh speaking of Messi and argentina they as we previously mentioned barely got escaped in penalties versus a dutch team that knocked off the united states so mm-hmm. for argentina we say thank you we say that. thank you argentina and obviously let's save the i guess the saltiest for last god dude croatia knocking off brazil in penalties Brazil, that brazil team is one of the most loaded World Cup teams I've seen in a long, long time. They're really good. They're Extremely really good. talented roster that yeah. just fell apart when it mattered. Yeah. And there's really not much else you can say about it. It's it's such a disappointment. Their last what was it? Their last World Cup win was two thousand two, I believe. If I if I have that right. They go into every World Cup with the assumption that they have the most or second most, arguably most years, talented team. And they haven't won one in, it seems like, almost two decades. So it's it's heartbreaking for the Brazilians. Obviously, you know, you'd I would have really personally loved to see that potential matchup between Brazil and Argentina, but ultimately it was not meant to be. And Neymar, uh, you know, everybody, Ederson, Casemiro, the whole squad. I mean, there's so many great... 2002. It was 2002. All right. 20 years. 20 year gap in yeah. world in world cup wins for the Brazilians. I mean, something's got to change because well, they're too talented not to even make the semis. 20 what? 20 year gap, but how many world cups is that? I mean, yeah, they've won a but I'm saying like you could even argue they should have won more. Oh, without a doubt. No. And I mean, I think one of the biggest upsets was when they lost in Brazil. It's like it's you know what the same, the it's not the same thing, but the closest thing I could come up with to that is John Calipari's reign at Kentucky. We're going to be talking college basketball later. The fact that he's had the talent gap as compared to everybody else, especially the teams that are, or people that have gone in NBA, yeah. and he only has one championship. Yeah. It just goes to show. Yep. So, but obviously, Argentina, Croatia, France, Morocco are going to be occurring the next two days. And then, obviously, as Andrew mentioned, we will have a World Cup winner. By the time we record the next podcast. Brandon, who, who are you taking? For the World Cup? Yeah. World Cup. USA's out of it, so I don't really care anymore. But uh, probably France. And then your Spain team got upset, too. Dude, I was like, God, couldn't win. No. What you get for talking shit about soccer? All right. Hey, as long as you call it soccer like it's supposed to be. That's what you get for talking shit about football. <laughs> Moving on over to the diamond. I'm going to need you to give the same disrespect you gave for baseball <laughs> that you gave the other sports. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, seriously. nothing's going on baseball. We're out of season. What disrespect Nothing can goes I give? on during the season anyway. No. <laughs> there we go. Sir, how dare you? Shots fired. Just there because we we've been Ranger fans for so long and nothing ever comes out of the Rangers organization, I mean, there's your disrespect. You happy? I am happy. Thank you. Although they're finally listening to people and getting pitching. Thank the Lord. Yeah, because they fired the freaking brass of the team. Thank yeah. God. So... But got some baseball news coming up. Uh, speaking of the Rangers, we'll, uh, we'll jump into the draft. Why not? Draft did lottery you know, came did out. You know the Rangers got the Grom. Yep. 
I think we talked about that, didn't no, we? No, yeah, about? we did. Yeah. But I just wanted to talk about it again. Ah, fair enough. Makes me happy. Respectable. Yep. I mean, that's DeGrom, so. Yeah. But also good news for the Rangers, uh, going in the draft order. So, draft order lottery came out for 2023. Pittsburgh got one. Washington, two. Detroit, three. Rangers. Put your foes up. At four. Put your foes up. Minnesota, five. Oakland, six. Cincy, seven. Kansas City, eight. Colorado, nine. And Miami, ten. Hey, Brendan, um, Judge signed with the Giants, right? Yeah. Right? Ar- what was it? Arson Judge? Right? <laughs> was that the tweet? What was it? Uh, Jim or John Halen? Yeah. Hey. Halen? Yeah. yeah. Right? Arson Judge to the Giants. Uh, No. Aaron Judge is staying with the Yankees for $360 million. Nine-year contract. A milli, a milli, a milli, a milli, a milli. You're going to have to say that a bunch more times if you're trying to count out Judge's contract, man. I'm kidding. <laughs> Another On, kind of big move, too, that happened recently. Xavier Bogarts to San Diego Padres. Dang. He's going to be there for 11 years, $280 million. Made Fernando Tatis flexible, and just a little side note, they were in on the judge sweepstakes. Yeah, they offered more money, apparently, and judge turned it down. Wanted to stay in New York. Yep. Stay in the Big Apple. Where's loyalty, 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 loyalty. But yeah, Xander Bogarts joins a Padres team that did make the NLCS last year, and they're going to be formidable. They just need to get their rotation and bullpen in order, and this team could really contend with some of the best in Major League Baseball. Yep. And then last but not least, Red Sox actually got one of the best hitters out of Japan. Masataka, I'm going to mess up the last they name did. here. Probably, was it Yoshida? Yoshida? Yoshida. Yoshida? Okay, perfect. You got it right the first time. Woo! Five years, $90 million. Dude, if you've actually watched some Japanese baseball, this dude can hit. Oh, the amount. There's so much talent in Japan, dude. It's just crazy. And I mean, that's America's been recruiting out of it lately. I mean, it's been shown. Yeah. I mean, they're giving the chance for these guys to play on the biggest stage, make a lot of money, and I think it's great for the sport. You're, I mean, that's where you get some, I mean, Otani. You're, <laughs> yeah. Ichiro. Yep. So, a lot of good names come out of there. Oh, and just like the game, this baseball conversation was boring. <laughs> yeah, but at least it was shorter than the game. Hey, there you go. Now moving on over to college football since nothing happened there either. I kid, I kid. Army and Navy played. So nothing Classic. happened. <laughs> <laughs> we saw a triple option for four quarters. Yep. Army ended up winning 20-17. to 17. It's, it's, it's just That's, like... It's an Army-Navy game. It's, it's crazy. It's like the only game this week, the weekend. And it's it's the game it's that... bowl week. I mean, it's I the know, game that signifies like America. Yeah. Like as a football game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And like you were talking about that opening like, ceremony. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many people tune in and it's, yeah. it's, I mean, everyone does like the Army Navy game, but uh, some so other is, news. Real uh, quick though, before we move on. Yeah, yeah. When is Air Force and Marines getting a team? Because I just want to see like the well, Marine Corps defense. Well, Air Force has a team. Yeah, Air Force has a team, but Marines doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Marines does, but it's not. It's not a yeah. regulated team. And Air Force doesn't really do these types of games. Like, There's that, that big. There's yeah. like no... Yeah. Playing you watching over there? Love the ads on the ESPN app. What you watching, man? A uh, little Disney ad, apparently. Oh, okay. I mean, Disney does own them. So you just co- copyrighted our entire podcast. Thanks, bud. Had to start over. Especially now. Disney. Really? <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. Uh, no, some other not so exciting news out of college football. Uh, Mike Leach had an apparent heart attack yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and has been an extremely 
extremely critical condition. Have they given since, an update since the um, other day? They've given updates today, and then they confirmed that it was a heart attack. Um, but uh, from what it sounds like, he's going to need a miracle. So um, Mike Leach is widely known as one of the greatest, most entertaining coaches in college football history. He is one of those coaches that uh, you could genuinely, as media, like walk up to him, ask him anything, and he'd give you a pretty legit answer. Whether it was funny, whether it was serious, um, nothing but respect for the pirate. We're wishing him well and hoping he pulls through. But Yeah, I think you said it, nailed it right on the head there, Andrew. Yep. Wish yeah. the best for him. Absolutely. Uh, that leads us into bowl week next week, and uh, yeah, we'll have some bowl games to talk well, about next week. I mean, we also have a a Heisman to talk about. Oh yeah! No. Oh yeah! Oh, we oh do yeah! We do. Heisman. Yeah, we do. yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Brandon, who won the Heisman? Listen, I brought up the topic. <laughs> Y'all are welcome for that. At least y'all were about to move on and not even bring it up. I'm being a good journalist here. Who won uh, the Heisman, Brendan? We're not moving on until you say it. Caleb Williams. Nope. Nope. Into the mic, yeah, brother. Into the with your chest. I don't have to say with my chest. Yeah, you do. Caleb Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback, formerly of Oklahoma, wins the Heisman Trophy, becoming the third quarterback under Lincoln Riley to win the award. The best player, the best quarterback in college football, submits his legacy for this past season. And like you mentioned, incredible he, season. He may not be going to the college football playoff, but at least he gets some hardware. Oh, hell yeah. And it'll go nice with his nail polish. Yeah. Hey, listen, you know what? <laughs> I respect the energy that he does with it. Yeah. Honestly, because the thing is, is he does it before every like big game and it's to support his local business. I think a family member does it. So I don't mind it. Now, granted, should you maybe <laughs> think, think the considerations of that? <laughs> <laughs> Whopping. Oh, man. How you lose the Heisman to USC? <laughs> money. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, money. <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know right now, too. Caleb Williams is right now. If he was draft eligible, he'd be the number one pick. Oh, I'm yeah. just letting y'all know. Facts. He is the best quarterback in college Facts. football. Facts, so, no printer. He will be available next year, though, so we'll see. But will he transition well in the NFL? I believe, as of right now, he has given me no indication that he wouldn't. That he wouldn't. Yeah, but let's think about how many that we thought would be amazing. Well, that's Kirk the, Cousins. Which, <laughs> out of everyone to come to your head, you could have talked about even like taking a shot at Baker Mayfield, like anyone. Well, but you went Kirk Cousins. There's there's <laughs> levels, and don't be wrong. Every player has the potential to bust. Like even some of the most non-can't-hit quarterback. So, yes, of course, if he goes to, like, a bad organization or knock on wood for his health. Poor of Trevor course. Lawrence. Um, yeah, right. I Listen, Caleb Williams, let's just put it this way. If you had to put your stock in one player or one quarterback, I'm picking number 13 from USC. So, that's just my two cents. I agree. Fair enough. I don't think I could agree more. All right. Well, so that does it for it. Let's stay on campus, boys. Let's All right, go moving on over to another boring sport. College basketball. College basketball has the second best <laughs> tournament in the world, buddy. I just did it because I know that's like what you live for. Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you? I'm getting them good today. You're getting both of us. Don't just say him. I'm not, I'm not, I don't co-sign Some with that statement either. Some of these reactions are just like, what? 
He just woke up like, just that angry is this morning. Nuts. I chose violence. But, uh, it was the hours of packing. <laughs> so before we get into college basketball itself. Houston good. We, Houston good. Let's just let's get this out of the way. Yeah. But you know, we were kind of debating talking about this. But the reason I wanted to bring it up is because this is not just any coach. This is the coach of a perennial brand of a top 10 college basketball team. This is not something that just, just going to go away, but Chris Beard, head coach of Texas basketball, uh, was arrested early this morning on, for a domestic felony violence, charge, domestic violence charge. Uh, it's going to be impeding breath. Yeah. So, um, really shocking news out of Austin this morning. And Texas has already suspended him. Without Texas, pay. He has been suspended mm-hmm. without pay. Um, I'm sure he and what be done. What was set up to be probably the best season in Texas history in a long time. That is that is a very, very difficult way. I mean, they're sitting at three. It's well no, they're down to seven now. Oh, they but, dropped to seven? Yeah. yeah. But you gotta check the eight people. Yeah. That's the power yeah. index. The the issue with this is and it's it's something that's important to talk about because this is a leader of of men and mm-hmm. people who there's plenty of people who have looked up to him and you know looked to him as an example and for someone who has been on the rise like Chris Beard has been in the college coaching ranks it's shocking to see um, something like that happened. It's a good way to throw your career down the toilet. Oh, without a doubt. Just being, and, a, you know, we, an ass, we definitely wish the best to the victim and hope all is well. And, um, I mean, we'll give you updates as we get them, but, um, that's, it's huge news out of college basketball. And you know, like Andrew and I are not fans of UT, but this is also not a way you want to see it. No, no students and a team go. No, down. And, and the, you there's wanna... there's times in this world where sports genuinely don't matter. Yeah, this and is this one is of one of them because this, this. there are, like I said, this is a leader of men. There are men who made the biggest decision of their life to commit there, to commit there, and go play there, and they don't deserve this. Nope, they don't deserve to have their career thrown away because of the of the decisions of someone else. Um, I think you, I think you really nailed it on the head. Yeah. Um, Listen, Chris Beard, whenever you're a head coach in a Division One program, especially one as Texas, you're often one of the highest paid individuals in the state. You are, as Andrew mentioned, a public figure. You are a role model, and you are a leader. And Chris Beard let down a lot of people today if the reports that you know came out are true and right. then yeah, the allegations we, we, and everything. This, this is, is all, all pending legal investigation. Allegedly. Yeah. But, so. if, but if it is true. Uh, Chris Beard not only deserves to be suspended without pay, he needs to be fired. He needs to face the full ex- extent of the law and whatever punishments may come with that. And in terms of coaching, again, he's got to earn that right back if oh, he yeah. ever does. So, well, and here's the thing too, right? It's not hard not to be a shitty person. Fact. It's really right. not. Right. It's not. And there's no need to beat on a spouse in general. Yeah. And it, it, here's an idea. If you're mad at someone, just leave. And that's it's it's one of those things that we want to be sensitive to the alleged victim because everything that they're going through, again, if this wasn't a, a historic figure or big, you know, public figure, you know, 
it wouldn't be as focused on because going through any of this is obviously something very difficult. You obviously don't want to be mentioned in that. You don't want to, you know, have all the f- lights focused on this. I know some reports came out today. We're not going to mention the, the alleged victim's alleged name, but this is something that we have to consider with very due diligence and very, very carefully because domestic violence is a serious thing yeah. we, that it should not be condoned in any situation. And we just hope the best for the situation. We hope the best for the players. We hope for the best for everyone involved and that justice is brought one way or another. And just to kind of wrap that up there, nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by a spouse. And if you are one of them, feel free to reach out to the National Domestic Hotline. That phone number is 800-799-7233. There we go. But remaining in the world of college basketball, number one, Houston. Uh, falls to number eight Alabama. I still good. I hate that Bama's good in two sports. They are looking phenomenal. Nate Oates is a hell of a coach. Yeah, and this this whole program has really taken a step forward this year, and they're going to be contending in that SEC conference and potentially further beyond. I mean, this Alabama team feels like they could go up with anybody. They really, they really do. They really do. I'm so sure that U.S. or that, excuse me, not the USC, that UNC win was an absolute just putting a mark on the map. Yep. And that one against Houston further cemented it. Yeah. Then you go and you beat the number one team in the country. Shout outs, uh, freshman Brandon Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Leading them in points and rebounds. Just wild. He's a freshman. Just, you know, sometimes you just get those kind of talents um, at your program. You just got to enjoy it. Oh, you liked it when they had Blake Griffin. (laughs) Other than that, I mean, there hasn't been much. Much else in college basketball. Yeah, we're kind of overlooking Purdue. Well, it, Purdue's Purdue's Purdue. I mentioned it kind of on the last podcast. Yeah. Or UConn. Um, UConn, UConn. UConn is one of the bigger surprises. Surprises, and I'm, I'm happy to see them competing because I mean, they've always been so dominant in women's basketball. It's really cool to see them competing in the men's side as well. Maybe that's the coach that they just need to move over. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and not that we're you know. Pointing at sore spots here, but Virginia's looking pretty good too. Yeah. I know you don't like talking about that, Andrew. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Andrew uh is a Texas Tech fan. Well, what's Tech rank? Are they they are currently got votes. They got votes, but they're not okay. currently ranked. We're not currently ranked. But we got votes. But I just expect OU to play I, how they always I'm do. I'm not <laughs> bipolar and play up to competition and I'm not, play down to everything else. I'm not saying this just because Andrew's here. Texas Tech will be a top twenty five like contender. They're one okay. of the best teams in college basketball. We definitely no, yeah. That's you know, that's so it's us, you know, constantly having respect now is something I don't know how to handle. Um, we're aware, but it's it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let me put it this way they tell us to act like we've been here before. We haven't. Nope, you're acting like a normal Cowboys so fan. How the hell is. do I know how to? <laughs> we haven't even got to there yet. You can't be throwing shots until we get to that point. It's a lot of shit talk from someone who just lost to the Lions, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> At least we're still in playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got. That's the only thing. Yeah, Andrew, shut, shut up. up. Andrew's just really <laughs> as you it. almost lost to Houston. We're going to football. Okay, <laughs> let's get it to the NFL. Man, my transitions are on point today. Uh, so we just want to point first point out that the Patriots and Cardinals are playing while we record this podcast. It's seven to six currently in, midway through the second quarter. So if Kyler Murray was 
carted off the field. Yeah. With, and well, to be fair, we've seen a lot of players with you know, a really yeah, leave the rough non contact. We've seen uh, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, uh, James Connor. James Connor, yep. Yeah. So I, I'll just say this Arizona. They cause that field is cursed. Yeah. Speaking as someone who plays in the same division as them, that field is terrible. Yeah. That field is terrible. Anyways. What do they you think thought, they put under it? They thought they had something with the whole rolling the field out and having natural grass thing. It ain't working. But you know what is working? Baker Mayfield and the Los Angeles Rams jersey. Bro, yeah, Look they at they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's working, baby, like a well-oiled machine. In his first game, <clears throat> as it has Los Baker Angeles Mayfield Rams. headbutting his teammates without a helmet on when they are wearing a helmet. He's, he's and then it. making the guy with the helmet hold his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baker walking off like nothing happened. Matt Stafford was put on IR earlier for the Los Angeles Rams. They didn't know what they were going to do. And then Carolina releases Baker and they'll say, we'll take him. How do you lose to a guy who <clears throat> hadn't even learned the full playbook? He didn't know where to go to the locker no. room after the game. No. And if you also watch, there was a play where he went to go do a handoff, missed the handoff completely because again, he had what seven days, maybe if that. To no, learn. he I had think it like was two. Less. It was like oh, two was days. it two actual two? Yeah, two, two days. Two days to try to learn a playbook. Days. He bought his flight before he even got picked up on waivers. Like just insane. He, I'm so done with the Josh McDaniels Raiders. Like they, they already came out and said we basically can't fire him because we can't afford to have that contract. Yeah, paying him and everything. So they're stuck with him at least through this year and the next year because they're cash poor as a franchise. This they, team deserves better. They have talent. They do. Derek They're Carr so, is not terrible. No. Josh Jacobs is really good. Devontae, Devontae Adams, Adams is even really better. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, it, it's, I don't get it. it, it How is. can you coach that bad? I, I don't understand. And they're five and eight. They they should be 100% competing for the playoffs. Yep. And they're not. Brennan picked them to win the division this year. Yeah. It's hard not to Which when the you have that of the year, No one would blame you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could have really picked anybody. Yeah. The honestly, biggest yeah, idiot, yeah but, um, yeah. Well, picking one that everyone picked I to win really their division. I thought it would be the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that who you thought it would be? Yeah. Yeah, not 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 discount double check over there. No, oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Bills <laughs> Bills <laughs> Bills knocked off the Jets in a well, let's get back for Buffalo after not beating them a couple of weeks ago. The Buffalo Bills took advantage at home winning 20 to 12. Mike White took a beating. This Poor game. Mike White. God, dude, he got that, beat up. Who did he piss off on that line for them to just be like, we're just going to open up and let you just get annihilated? Yeah, seriously. I, I think that defense. Um, what defense? Well, I'm saying for Buffalo. Oh, for uh, Buffalo, just kind of came out and wanted to set a tone, especially after Vaughn Miller's news. They wanted to prove, hey, we're still here. We're still yeah. one of the better defenses in the NFL. It showed. It did. And look, Josh Allen Holy did not have. Cow, the, look at all the injuries tonight. Yeah, it's crazy. Kyler, Kyler Murray, Murray, Marco Wilson, Ramondre Stevenson, Devontae Parker, and Jack Jones. What is going on? It's an absolutely insane. It's that field. Um, yeah, no, exactly. Josh Allen did not have the greatest game. Now, granted, they were throwing in a snowstorm, so I'm not taking too much away from it. <laughs> yeah. But again, it, you know that it's going to be bad. Establish the run, Buffalo. Josh Allen led them in rushing again. Well, we've also talked about how... The run game has just been a weak point this whole season. I, well, and that's the thing, but that's... And it, it feels like a broken record be. at this point. I, it what? doesn't have to be. Devin Singletary isn't that bad. And yeah, you've got a committee now. you got James Cook. They just picked up Naheem Hines. Like, it, it's... If they do a committee and they actually were to commit to a running game, I'm telling you this right now. As somebody, I'm looking who picked Buffalo, right, to win the Super Bowl, that will be their downfall. Oh, 100. Yeah, I'm not agreed. disagreeing with you at all. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, right? So... I mean, right now, I'll honestly, give Cowboys credit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose Buffalo to win the Super Bowl. You're no. saying right now? No, absolutely not. Okay, 
I mean, that's interesting. That's all right. <laughs> but so here's the thing. I'll give Cowboys credit right now. Oh, wow. Their run game is good. Yeah. They figured it out with Zeke and Tony. They have it locked down. Well, figure it out, Buffalo. Let's go over to the Dallas game and let's, you know, since we've kind of hinted at it most of this podcast, Dallas Cowboys took care of business at home, although maybe not as wide of a margin <laughs> as you would have liked. They won in the final two minutes over the Houston Texans. Yes, you heard that right. Over the Houston Texans, 27 to 23. The one in 11 and one team. You almost lost to. Hey, you man. tried to give hey, me crap about I, Detroit. Hold on now. I oh, was, now this man's hold on. Uh-huh. Hold on. First off, you actually did lose. But second of all, I don't act like I wasn't watching this game, bro, because I was. And um, I was thinking all the same things. Like, how the hell are we losing to Houston? Why did I choose this team? Is there a time machine? Um, I mean, everything you can think of. He went back to the start of the year, Andrew. Darn right. <laughs> like, is like... Granted, did you throw look, the Chiefs jersey right on. after? Granted, <laughs> shut up. I did not actually. Just let let him get this out. Granted, he needs to get it out. You got to respect every team in the league. Okay, these are full grown NFL players, and we've talked about it before. On any given day, if every player on a team decides to turn it on and play their best game, what are you going to do? And I think we also touched on this too, though, how we said the Cowboys are one of those teams. They can win any game or they can lose any game in a moment. They are just, that's the thing. They're too inconsistent to be up there with the NFC or really the NFL's elite. Like they, yes, they can drop 50 on anybody and they almost lost to the worst team in the league. Like that's who the Cowboys are. And they, Dak again, you know, had a okay game. And to be honest, below average game. One touchdown, two interceptions, 24, 39, 284. Like, we talk about Dak, and again, I had him ranked as a top 10 quarterback. He's gotten to the point now where if you want to argue, make the argument Dak's elite, I don't know if you can because he's just too inconsistent as a passer to really, you know, qualify as that in my opinion. I will say out of his, what, nine interceptions now, there's six of those that I fully blame on his wide receivers. Andrew, let me ask And I get it. Those interceptions are part of the game. Let me ask you this. Dak Prescott, when asked to throw 35 times, do you know what his record is? No. 16 and 24. Mm. Dak Prescott, again, and that's... We're talking about the elite of the elite here. Yeah. He can perform, and he can beat really good teams, and I think he's a established franchise-level quarterback. Yeah. Does he have nine interceptions? Yeah. Nine Mm -hmm. interceptions on the air. He's tied with Kirk. It's just nice. Dallas team. Welcome to in- inconsistent quarterbacks. Well, they Jack, can, they can, Jack has played five less games than Kurt, so it's, yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, he was out. I forgot y'all yeah. had Cooper Rush in there for a while. Yep. Yeah, it's it's not looking great. And No, it's not. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not making excuses for Dak because he's not been playing his best football. Um, keep forgetting Robbie Anderson. But also, just on a little side note, Dallas did acquire T.Y. Hilton today yep, in free agency. We did. So we'll see if maybe he can fill in that number two wide receiver role to C.D. Lamb. Look, the the point the point I want to make is any given week, anyone can lose to anyone. It happens. And these are the games where you really look like you're backed against the wall and you're really not going to pull it out. That if you do... It's really a season saver because if your back's against the wall, let's say you're Dallas, your back's against the wall to the worst team in the NFL, and you do come back and manage to somehow win that game. Win is a win. A win is a win. And 
you look at the tape, you figure out what went wrong, you figure it out, you go to next week. But if you lose that game, it's really one of those losses that can just completely flip the momentum of your team and end your season. It really can. Yeah. Cowboy, so Cowboys optimism at its finest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, with the acquiring of T, we have to find it somewhere. Yeah, it's true. That um, kind of raises the question about OBJ too. I mean, what was it? Last I saw there was someone was saying about it, the medical or something like that. His, well, he probably wouldn't be back good. to the playoffs anyway. And they want to build chemistry now. Yeah. yeah. So that's the reason there, but a team I, that, I don't hate the T Y signing at all. I don't think it's a bad signing either. No. Um, I didn't even, I don't even know how T Y was on a team, but He's on one now. Mm-hmm. Sure is. We got a ghost. And another guy who's on a team right now is Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and the entire Cincinnati Bengals who knocked off the Cleveland Browns 23-10. to 10. Deshaun Watson fraud has, has not looked like the man that they paid all that guaranteed money to. And, yeah, Cincinnati looks like they are the class of the AFC North with whatever the heck's going on in Baltimore. But, yeah, Bengals, Bengals good. Wasn't the greatest win, but they got the job done. They figured it out. They 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 got a nice healthy balance between Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, this whole squad. I think Zach Taylor's really came into his own. So yeah, there's two NFC, uh, sorry, AFC North matchups. Um, going over to the Ravens and Steelers. Something's wrong with Baltimore, man. They, Clearly, they don't have Lamar Jackson. I was about to right. say you're out. But of even with Lamar Jackson, they weren't the best looking no. team either. They were. Lamar right now is playing for a contract, right? In the first month, he looked phenomenal. He mm-hmm. looked like he potentially was going to compete for another MVP. Yeah. And since then, it's been anything but. And this team, they knocked off the Steelers 16-14, to 14, again, without Lamar. So it, there's not too much. But this team is in general, like their defense, I don't understand. They've got so – you want to talk about talent. This team is loaded on pretty much every – every position except wide receiver. You have one of the best tight ends in the game, and you act like he's not on your team. <laughs> Mark Andrews, now he has been dealing with some injuries this year, so maybe that has something to do with Still. it. Still. It's, it's, it's been a rough get one. Get some targets at least. If right. he, yeah, I was about to say, if he's on the field, throw it to him. I know, but it's it's been a really hard-to-watch Ravens offense this year. It really is the team. I mean, Justin Tucker seems like the one constant for them, and it's crazy. Uh, they did get J.K. Dobbins back, ran for 15 for 120. And he looks every bit like the guy that they took in the draft. But Lamar just needs to get healthy. They ironically still have the same record as the Bengals, but I just have so much more confident confidence in Cincinnati right now. And I, I don't agree. Think it's close. No, I agree. Uh, but if speak- I had to take either Baltimore or Cincinnati, I'd take Cincinnati. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, but somebody I well, let's just say don't have so much confidence in as compared to last week, the Minnesota Vikings. Lost to the Detroit Lions 34 to 23 in Detroit. Detroit's become really feisty. The Lions are rolling. They are feisty. Dan Campbell has got that team rolling. Jared Goff 27 to 39, 330 yards, three touchdowns. They also came out with a report today that they want to make Goff their quarterback of the future. So they're going to commit to the former number one overall pick. Hey, he fits in the system, man. So DJ Chark led them in receiving six for 94 and a touchdown. Kirk Gussins was Kirk. I mean, he honestly had a really good game, yeah, 31 like, to 41, 425, four, two yeah. touchdowns. I mean, again, that's just one o'clock Kirk. So, yeah. Primetime Kirk. And if this game, the plays, run game has been garbage all year. I, I don't understand what it I is. I don't either, dude. Like, they, they invested in the, the, the line, line is there. Right. Dalvin Cook. You're, clear, you're clearly giving Kirk Cousins enough time to throw. Kevin O'Connell. I think that's the thing, like, Sean McVay, right? So, Kevin O'Connell's a disciple of the Sean McVay tree. Right. 
Sean McVay made sure in each of his offense, like if you don't establish the run, you are setting yourself up for failure. Yep. And Minnesota just hasn't gotten that down part yet. And Dalvin Cook and this offense has really suffered because of it. Because, I mean, when Kirk Cousins gives you that performance, you should win. I mean, to be fair, I mean, Cook saw, what, 15 carries, I think? So That's 15 carries. I know, and only 23 <laughs> yards. It's just, you got to do a better job. So I don't know what's going on there. I mean, the pass game's great. Right. Yeah, Justin Jefferson, another 200-yard game, like, no big deal. Yeah. Adam Thielen got a touchdown. J.K. Osborne got a touchdown. I just, Minnesota, there just seems to be something off. Like, they, they're they 10-3, and three, and yet they don't feel 10-3. and three. They don't. I don't understand what it is. They don't. But, you know, it, it's a wide-open NFC right now, so maybe we'll see. But the one on, on top of the NFC is the Philadelphia Eagles. E-A-G. You're not going to finish it? No. Come on. You started no. it. No. 48 to 22. I almost threw up. <laughs> Why'd you say it then? Why'd you do something you knew was going to make you throw I up? As a Cowboys fan, I'm surprised. I just want to see if I could do it. Maybe. Yeah, apparently, it. you can. Is that the next jersey he's going to have? Probably. Hey, Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 21 to 31, 217 yards, two touchdowns. He also added a touchdown on the ground. Jalen Hurts is currently the leading MVP vote getter, or if the, the season were to end today, he has the best odds at minus 110. Patrick Mahomes is currently set second at plus 150. But yeah, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts good. Eagles good. Yeah, I chose Josh Allen for my MVP, but man, Jalen's playing lights out. He is truly came into his own, uh, proven all the doubters about him wrong. He mm-hmm. is falling on a level, and I think he's certified himself as a top 10 quarterback in this league. I agree. Pushing he, top five sooner rather than later. Yeah. You know what would be hilarious and just I would love to see it, is if Philly goes to the Super Bowl and loses like everything else they did this year. <laughs> Listen, man. I, I They did, should do it in the NBA, too. Why the, did I do that? The reality of the situation is down. the Philadelphia Eagles are inexperienced when it comes to the playoffs because they only had that one game last year where they got smoked by Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yep. But on paper and based on everything we've seen this season, they should be the favorite to come out of the NFC and make it to the Super Bowl. How the... Stars lost to the Penguins. Yep. <laughs> a little NHL break there. Um, but um, speaking of A.J. Brown's former team, Tennessee Titans fell to the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Bro. Trevor Lawrence had himself a day. 30 of 42, 368 yards, three touchdowns. Looking every bit like the number one overall pick that he was drafted a couple of years ago. Evan Ingram, after himself a day. 11 mm-hmm. catches, 162 yards, and two touchdowns for the former New York Giant. Ryan Tannehill was Ryan Tannehill. 25-38, okay. 254, two touchdowns, and interception. Derrick Henry was Derrick Henry. Yeah, and it's S- just... 17 carries, 121 yards, and a touchdown. I don't get this Tennessee Titans team. Like, they go from... What's not hold, to get? They have th- Tannehill. They... Well, Tannehill did okay. He did what he normally does, right? <laughs> he did do but, okay. but their defense is what I meant oh. to say. Their defense goes from holding Patrick Mahomes to not even a single first half or single first down in the entire second half, and then they just give up 36 to Jacksonville. Yeah. It's just, it makes, and they give out, they get blown off the floor by Philadelphia. Like, it's, I I don't know what to make this team. Like, I respect Mike Vrabel. They're still probably going to win the division, but, I mean, technically, not saying this too loud, Jacksonville still has a chance. They do play again later this year. So, I'm not, it's not a lock by any means. Dude, (laughs) talking about, Divisions here. The NFC South. Looking rough. My God. 
That is a disgusting division. Yeah, you know. And one of those teams is going to host a playoff game. A playoff game. Now you know how the rest of the NFL felt about the NFC East for the past couple of years. Shut up. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Well, yeah, you know what? Tell me I'm wrong. Every single one of us is in the playoffs now, so. As of this moment. Yeah. Well, we'll see if that continues. NFC Beast. Yeah, but the NFC South, as Andrew mentioned, currently is led by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who are 6-7. and seven. And got smoked by the 49ers. And Brock Purdy. Have yourself a day. Mr. A Irrelevant. Debuts and scores three touchdowns against Tom Brady. Shout out. Purdy, 16-21, 185 yards, two touchdowns. Also has a touchdown on the ground. That's that Big 12, baby. I mean, I'll I just... I mean, let's also give CMC his credit, too. 14 carries, 119 yards, and a touchdown. That's why you trade for him. Yup. Debo Samuel did go down this game. It, it was ruled a uh, MCL sprain, yep. along with something else, I think. He still has a chance to return by the end of the regular season, but if I'm San Francisco, I'd be very cautious with... Without a doubt. That's like them thinking Jimmy G can come back. Eh, you know, you never know, Maybe. but... They think he can come back somehow this, for playoffs. I, I this this offense to me, I'm fully convinced is dummy proof. Like this this offense is so good, so loaded with a genius as a head coach and an offensive schemer. Yeah, with all this talent around them, I mean, good God, I, you could almost plug in any quarterback, and I swear this offense. You would really still could. Flow. You could, and it's just insane the amount of talent that San Francisco has. If they had just even a respectable court, even with Jimmy G, you might even pick them as a favorite in the NFCs. Yeah. Or the NFC in general, excuse yeah. me. Um, no, but uh, Shanahan, Shanahan's really got them rolling. God, just being, I'm sorry. I'm just, still just thinking about being six and seven and making the playoffs. Yeah, and hosting a playoff game. Yeah. Well, there is one team that could dethrone them, and that's going to be the Panthers, who knocked off the Seattle Seahawks. Who played another NFC West team. Exactly. And they knocked off the Seahawks 30-24 to in Seattle. Uh, Darnold, I guess, is the guy that they're rolling with. 14-24, uh, 120 yards in the touchdown. It's really been all about that offensive line and running game, though. Carolina, fun fact. Go ahead. Literally just has to win out. Yep. And they will win the division. Oh, yeah. They play Tampa later in the year. Yeah. So they beat Tampa and they went out. Yeah. What's Carolina's rest of their season look like? They've got so they've they're playing Tampa. I think they play. Hey, what it looks like? WWWW. I mean, with that <laughs> offensive line, that running game, and their defense kind of coming to. I mean, JC Horn had himself. JC Horn is balling out. Yeah, Geno Smith did not play the greatest game of his Seattle career. That's her Seattle tenure so far. He might have started writing. He hasn't sent it, but <sighs> there's writing. That Ooh. hurts. But I mean, I can't say that I disagree with you because two two interceptions. Yeah. Rarely key moments, both the J.C. Horn. It's not great. So here's here's Andrew's win, 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 win. Pittsburgh, Detroit, win. Tampa, and New Orleans. Oh man, that's pretty tough defenses you're going up against there. You're yeah. yeah, yeah. Respect. I mean, Carolina. Look, if you trust Darnold that much, more props to you. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm I'm making that plunge with you, personally. Especially just give Detroit. They're due. I, mean, I was just joking. That defense has been... Oh, he just was trying to hype it up. Oh, yeah, I know. But you know a team that could go undefeated the rest of the way? It's those Kansas City Chiefs. Miami Dolphins. <laughs> we'll talk about them in a second. Trust I know, me. I know. Patrick uh, Mahomes, though. Whew. Patrick Mahomes. Did not have a great game after he and the Kansas City Chiefs got out to a insurmountable, it looked like, lead. Yeah. 
Uh, Mahomes was careless with the football, having three interceptions, the most interceptions I can remember having him having in a game. Uh, still had three touchdowns, 352 yards. Isaiah Pacheco seems to really establish himself as a lead rusher, but Jarek McKinnon, the other running back, led them in Lights receiving. out. Seven for 112 and two touchdowns. He also caught probably the most ridiculous throw I've ever seen in my life. That arguably could have been the play of the year. Yeah. Like, that's going to be in the discussion. Yeah. Along with just Justin Jefferson. I know Brennan's looking at me right now, but yes. Just saying. It's in the discussion is all I say. Yeah. It's a good catch. Um, yeah. It's a fantastic Ru- catch. Russell Wilson left the game early with this one. He had a noticeable welt on the side of his head. Did you see him on the ground? Yeah. That, like, the close-up shot they did? That, man, the... <laughs> The lights were on. No one was home. I would be shocked if he plays this week. And I mean, maybe if they had the same doctor that looked at Tua. I we're really about to see because here's the thing: Russ has obviously had a down year. He's not looked great. This was arguably his best game as a Bronco, throwing for three touchdowns, interception before he got hurt, and he also led them in rushing, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. We're about to see Brett uh, Ripien come in. We'll see, you know, kind of the difference in play because. You know, Russ hasn't been the greatest this year. They're locked into him as Andrew decides to take a swig there. <laughs> yeah, no. He's sipping on that, uh, sipping on that Kool-Aid, sipping on that Patrick Mahomes Kool-Aid. Sweet tea. Sweet tea, okay. I mean, to be fair, Denver does have more touchdowns on the tarmac than actual on the field. You know what's so sad, too? <laughs> you know the Russell Wilson to bathroom counter? No. Oh, it ended? Well, it's 12 bathrooms to 11 touchdowns. Oh. <laughs> There's a potential if they shut him down, he may finish the season with less touchdowns than he does bathrooms. Oh my gosh! I would just—I couldn't even predict that before. No one could. That's just insane. But we had to talk about this one, didn't we? Miami Dolphins, Los Angeles Chargers, Sunday Night Football. Colin has a big smile on his face. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm ready to get into this one. <laughs> I'm ready to get into this one. And, of course, my computer freezes right when that happens. Perfect so timing. Right. Well, Miami 17, Los Angeles Chargers 23. <laughs> yep, that's the end of that one. Andrew, cue music. Moving on. We're going to go ahead. And <laughs> you can play that music. I'm not going to stop talking about it. <laughs> to add an MVP game. Uh, no, no, there we go. Yeah, Max. No, mm-hmm. uh, no we're, we're talking about this one. Thank you for finally loading. As Brendan mentioned, yeah, 17 to 23. Um, the game just solidified everything that I've been really saying. It's uh, one game. Can I can I can I finish, sir? Man, Sorry. Can I finish? Bonex. Yes. Uh, well, listen. Just I'm going to talk about Justin Herbert first. So Herbert last night was 30 or yes, last night 30. 39 of 51 for a touchdown. I don't know if y'all realize this. This was the second game. We are in what is this week 13, week 14? I think it's 14. Mm-hmm. Week 14 of the NFL season. It was only the second time all season that both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams started and finished the game healthy, both of wow. them. Wow. No one got hurt? The set, well, no, oh. trust me, the Chargers got hurt. <laughs> yeah. Last night on defense, speaking of which, I understand, like, things happen. Players get better. You know, injuries happen. Last night, the Chargers defense started seven different players compared to their opening day roster that did not start. So they only had four starters from their opening day roster on defense that started the game, including wow. one on the defensive line. They are wow. they are known as one of the worst rushing teams in the uh, rush defensive teams in the league. Wow! And they held Miami to nineteen for ninety two. Wow! Apparently, Owen Wilson joined us in the studio. I know, right? Wow! But yeah, wow! So, wow! Now to the uh, the other guy who's takes. Wow! 
maybe wow his best offensive contribution last night outside of you know a defender falling and giving Tyreek a wide open touchdown was pointing Tyreek Hill in the right direction whenever he recovered a fumble. Tua Tungavailoa, wow. ten of twenty eight, one hundred and forty five yards and a touchdown, and he was three of seventeen going into the fourth quarter. Tua has got a little problem, and Miami's got a little problem. Because now for the past two weeks, again, it all the first one against the San Francisco 49ers, they've got a defense now that's kind of stumped two in this offense. They've taken away the center of the field. They're taking away those intermediate passes, and they're saying, we're going to press your receivers, and we're going to try to get you out of rhythm. And two has not looked like his best football. This is the same guy that Miami, before the season, was benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick. They tried to trade for Deshaun Watson and nearly broke a couple of rules to try to get old Tom Brady in there. But yeah, Miami sold on Tua for sure. I get it. It's been two bad games. But now he's going into a tougher part of his schedule. He's got Miami, or excuse me, New England on the road, Buffalo on the road, in December, in the cold. The Buffalo one I'll give you. New England, yeah. New England in that cold weather with Tua's on? If New England shows up. I'm just saying. Tua, is, we're about to find out everything about Tua. Is he the MVP candidate that people were trying to tell me he is? Absolutely not. And I don't want to hear anything in the foreseeable future about this man being better than Justin Herbert at all. Watch Tua ever. come out How many people next do you week? think stop listening during Colin's monologue? Oh, you know, well, it's anybody who actually makes sense and actually wants to listen to reason. I just want to see Tua next week come out, drop like four touchdowns, like 400-something yards, uh-huh. and one of them being like a rushing one, too. Well, I think he's going up against Buffalo next week, so good luck with that. Good luck. Good luck. And if he does, I want to hear you give him praise. I, I give praise when praise is due. He hasn't, he's earned enough to be respectful. He's not the guy that he was before the season, and I rated him as the 13th best quarterback. I think I've been more than fair with Tua. But when you play like that, 10 of 28, 65 quarterback rating, that was disgusting last night. It was terrible. But, you know, like you said, it's only two weeks, but, you know, we just only have the previous two seasons as evidence. So, whatever. <laughs> Let's move on to this day in sports. <laughs> I think Cone's a little fed up. Well, let me uh, make sure I go over to December 12th on here. The right date, yes. Mm-hmm. December 12th on this day. I'll tell you what happened on this day in sports. I don't even have to look. Oh, I know what you're going to. Uh, on this day in sports, in 2021, Max Verstappen absolutely robbed Lewis Hamilton of a world title. Him and Michael Massey. And the FIA completely broke every single rule that's ever existed just to give it to him. That did happen on this day in sports. Yeah. It is on this website. Too. Is it really? Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, man. But it's not worded like mine. Right, Yours had a little bit more uh, detail into it, for sure. Well, how about in... 1966, U.S. Supreme Court votes 4-3, to three, allowing the Braves to move to Atlanta. Interesting. Yep, had to go, go up to the Supreme Court. Very interesting. Very interesting day. On this day in 1995, NBA referees returned to work after striking. The infamous strike of 1995 for the NBA. Dang. Andrew, you got another? Let's see. Just, you know, doing his magical research there. His magical research. Sorry, I was just so upset about freaking... Tua, I know. 
broke a lot of hearts last oh night. Oh my god, dude! You keep going. Uh, I can go again <laughs> if you'd like. Sure, go ahead. In 1965, Chicago halfback Gale Sayers ties NFL record for most touchdowns in a game with six in a 61 to 20 victory over the San Francisco 49ers at Wrigley Field. Shout out Wrigley Field. Wrigley. 2011. Oh, you got one. Robert Griffin III wins the Heisman. Shout out Baylor, Robert Griffin III. What a menace. What a monster on the field. You want to take us out, Brendan? I'll do your last one and then take us out, I should say. Uh, sure. Uh, 1997, Red Sox signed Pedro Martinez to a record six-year, $69 million contract. God, he's really breaking the bag with that one compared to what they're signing for. I know, yeah, seriously. Jeez. I mean, to be fair, that was 1997. This $69 is million is a crap ton. And that's massive amounts of money in NHL if you actually <laughs> look at the pay difference there. So, but as always, thanks for tuning in to Good Time Sports Podcast. Myself, Brittany Carson, my buddy over here, Colin Brown, and, you know, our producer that might or might not be fired, Andrew Maloney. Wish y'all a good day. Jesus Christ. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and also follow us on any platforms where you listen to your podcasts. As always, peace.